Welcome, folks. I pray that you and your families are well today and that the good Lord has brought you strength and peace through his word. So here we are in our final episode of season one, where it is my intention to provide a brief summary of God's attributes and to discuss why our knowledge and study of these attributes is vital to the Christian worldview and foundational to the biblical principles that we will explore in season two. In addition, we will take a look at a couple points of contention, some disagreements from the secular view concerning some of these attributes revealed in Holy Scripture. I'm Pastor Will Hunsaker, and you are listening to Brand of Man, building one disciple at a time for the cause of Christ. Not through the agencies of man, but by the grace of God. Let us pray. Almighty and sovereign Lord, thank you for the many blessings of knowledge and clarity you have showered on us throughout these messages. We petition you to continue to use us in the fulfillment of your will each and every day, all to the glory of you alone. One important takeaway from learning God's attributes is how distinct he is from creation, including how distinct he is from us. Now, this is significant because when we drift from the biblical revelation of God, we all too often give in to the temptation of redesigning God to fit our own thinking and ultimately our own image. Now, this could involve just a little tweak here or, or a small adjustment over there until God becomes much more acceptable to us as a result of our own input. So our knowledge of God should be based on what he has revealed of himself. When we alter these revelations, it has a great impact on how we view not only our own lives, but how we view the world in general, and to a greater degree, how the two fit together. So if we were to summarize the importance of our message in season one, we could simply echo the thoughts of A.W. Tozer. The most important thing about anyone are their thoughts on God. This literally shapes your entire life. So as we look at all the episodes of season one and the attributes of God, once again, this is not an exhaustive list, but we are provided divine revelation, which we can use to construct a solid foundation upon which to build a Christian worldview. In the first episode, we discussed two of his attributes, his distinction for one, having existed before all creation. In other words, God is separate from everything that he has created. We also discussed his constant presence, often referred to as omnipresence, or his ability to be present everywhere at the same time. That was episode one, God's presence and his distinction. Then in episode two, we discussed the infinity of God as one not affected by any limitation or boundary in time or space. As a result of his infinite nature, he is changeless. So God is infinite. This is very, very important in many biblical principles, as well as other attributes alone. Episode 3 addressed the holiness of God by, again, emphasizing his utter distinction 
from all creation. We did so specifically in pointing out his moral purity, his perfection, which directly affects all of his other attributes, as well as all the biblical principles he establishes. So episode three emphasized God is holy. In episode four, as we did in episode one, we tackled two of the attributes of God that he has revealed in Scripture, this time his grace and his mercy. So through his grace, God provides blessings where none are deserved or earned. And he does so without any conditions. And through his mercy, he withholds what is deserved by way of his infinite kindness. The emphasis here, of course, is referring to punishment and judgment in regards to his mercy. So God is a God of grace and mercy. Then we come to episode five with God's attribute of love, one referred to in the Greek as agape. This is a love distinct to God. It is divine and sacrificial, a love focused exclusively on good for others, namely his creation. It's not brotherly love, it's not emotional, nor is it romantic, and it can only be acquired by man if God alone provides it. So not only is agape love an attribute of God's, but God is also the definition of love, meaning that all other love come from agape. Now, in episode six, we address the attribute of God upon which all of his other attributes are built. It's foundational. And this is his justice. Simply put, his fairness, God's fairness. Now, if you recall, God revealed himself to be just, dealing out blessings or punishment based on what is deserved. Scripture emphasizes what is deserved is based upon a determination only God makes, never the creation. In other words, we do not side what is just to God. As a result, any determination God makes is in accordance with his will and is always just. So as we, being the creation often cry out to God for fairness, we're not really seeking his justice. No, we're pleading for his mercy. So God is just. Finally, in uh, episode seven, we come to one of the most challenging of all the attributes that God has revealed of himself, which is his triune nature as father, son, and spirit. He is one God in being, revealed as three distinct persons. Each is equal to the other in attributes. Each is eternal. Each is God. The Trinity is a mystery to be certain, while at the same time, a critical aspect to all Christian doctrine. So what we have in this condensed version of God's attributes is, once again, one God in being and three distinct persons, who is just in accordance with his will, who is infinite in all ways and limitless in love, grace, and mercy, who is holy, perfect in all ways, and the very definition of what is moral. He is distinct 
and separate from all things, while at the same time present everywhere at all times. Now, before we look at some areas of contention with a couple of these attributes, let me address one important point that is often overlooked, both intentionally and unintentionally. The point is this. All of God's attributes, in addition to the ones we have covered in season one, all of God's attributes are equal. What I mean by this is none of God's attributes overshadow any other attribute. In other words, when the Bible says God is love, he is love that is infinitely just and merciful in accordance with his holiness. You see where I'm going with that? All of his attributes that God has revealed, they operate in perfect unison, and he never changes. So this is always present, and it's infinite, never changes. It's written in Malachi, for I, the Lord, do not change. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. All right, let's let's look at one of the most commonly used arguments in opposition to a collection of many of God's attributes. This argument has been used by many skeptics throughout the years. It's still used today and is essentially a summary of a previous argument used by a third century philosopher named Epicurus. Now, Epicurus was third century BC. It goes something like this. If God is willing to prevent evil, but is not able, then he's not all-powerful, nor is he all-knowing, so he's not the God revealed in Scripture. Epicurus goes on to say this. He says, likewise, if God is able to prevent evil, but not willing, then he is not holy, nor is he just or loving, so he is not the God revealed in Scripture. He concludes with this, but If God is, in fact, willing and able to prevent evil, then why does evil exist? In this case, having the existence of evil, all of God's attributes are in doubt. And as a result, he is not the God revealed in Scripture. Very common argument among skeptics, agnostics, atheists, to the existence of God, let alone many of the attributes that Christianity claims. So there are two things to bear in mind when confronted by this argument. First, these statements assume that evil somehow dictates or manipulates God's behavior. But we know from Scripture, God is sovereign and distinct, set apart from all creation, including evil. Paul writes this, he says, For by him all things were created both in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Now, the second aspect that we should bear in mind here, folks, concerning these arguments is they ignore the biblical truth that God is infinite. This will often be ignored with many of God's attributes, but specifically against this argument, God is infinite. So having no limitations in either space and time, 
God's view of the problem with evil is from the perspective of infinity. He views all points in time at the same time, past, present, and future. Where we, on the other hand, view the problem with evil within a very small sliver of time, a place we call the present. With no knowledge of the future result of evil and very limited knowledge of the past. The psalmist writes, Great is our Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is infinite. Psalms 147 verse 5. Now let's move on to one more argument in opposition to one specific attribute of God, the Trinity. Now to be sure, this is a very contentious aspect God has revealed. The most popular of all the objections leveled against the triune nature of God is one that claims the very notion of God's three-in-oneness is irrational because it's a contradiction. Essentially, skeptics argue that it is a contradiction to claim that three equals one and is equally bad math. However, the rules of logic state that the items in question must be identical in every way, which is not the biblical concept of the Trinity. God is one and three distinct persons. Now, to explore the logic behind the Trinity any further than this will make your head hurt. So let's take a look at a much simpler biblical explanation of the Trinity, the triune nature of God. God is infinite. This is one I told you is often overlooked, but is very critical. So, in viewing the triune nature of God, skeptics completely ignore the biblical truth that God is infinite and has no limitations in either space or time. Why? Because he created them. This knowledge allows us to grasp the truth that God is present everywhere at the same time. Likewise, God reveals himself as three distinct persons, all at the same time, but are all God. God is infinite. You see, we, mankind, have a habit of applying our own limitations to God. We bring God down to our level. As a result, our view of God becomes very low and common. So there you have it, folks. A brief summary, very brief, of season one, knowing God through his attributes. Now, I wholeheartedly believe that it is our responsibility to develop, uh, our responsibility as believers, to develop a biblically-based knowledge on the character of God, a duty that is sorely overlooked throughout many churches today. Christians often ignore the Old Testament, which exhaustively speaks to the attributes of God. Quite frankly, a majority of Christian churches today are not even interested in sound biblical exegetical teaching. They completely ignore knowledge. They completely ignore study or any academic work put into the study of Scripture. Instead, they opt for entertainment and, and magic, targeting those who only wish to have their ears tickled. This is where the war is fought today, dear friends. The majority of the battles are, are no longer fought against secular reasoning. Christians are all, all too aware of the enemies there. No, 
my friends. Many of the enemies of God today are among believers. The teaching of false doctrine to advance their own agenda rather than the cause of Christ. This is where the battle rages today. And as Martin Luther said, where the battle rages, there the loyalty of the soldier is proved. Folks, it is our obligation, our duty, to develop not a low, casual view of God, but a high one based on biblical truths revealed by none other than God himself. I hope that this has inspired you to dive deeper and with greater frequency into your Bibles. And I pray that God uses you each and every day for his glory alone. Thank you for listening. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Amen. If you've enjoyed listening to these messages and would like to continue to receive weekly devotionals, podcasts, and additional content as it is released, please subscribe. And if you know someone or or group of people you feel would benefit from these simple messages on biblical truths or who are hungry for exegetical teaching of scripture, send them a text, send them an email, ask them if they are listening and move God's word through the world. God bless you all. Coming in season two, we'll put forth many of God's attributes that we have discussed in the simplest of terms. As he reveals Christian principles in scripture, we are to utilize in a life pleasing to him.